That's the most chanting I've done all year. All year. On this most solemn of nights. The Easter Vigil. The mother of all vigils. This is a night as we heard in the Exaltet when God led Israel out of slavery. A night when the darkness of sin is banished. This is the night when Christian believers are set apart from worldly vices and the gloom of sinful lives. This is the night which shall be as bright as day. This is the night which dispels wickedness, washes faults away, and restores lost innocence. This night, tonight, is an eternal event where God has done his work. Tonight we celebrate everything that God has done. And we celebrate everything that God is doing. This night brings together the saving work of God. And God could have done things differently than he did it. God could have done all of his work in an instant. But instead, he didn't do it in an instant of time. He's doing it in an instant of eternity. You know, there is something that most people desire more of. Something that people value so greatly. It doesn't have a price tag. It's something that can be a great joy, but it can also be something that's miserable. It marks off for us the great moments of life and those that are most difficult. It's time. We love having a good time. We hate having a bad time. We want more time in our day, unless we're at work, and we want less time. We don't have enough of it on vacation. Either way, God has given us time. Time is the thing God uses to purify us, and it's an instrument that God uses to make us holy. I think many people just want God to make, just make me holy. Why don't you just make me holy? It'd be so much easier if God just made us all holy. We wouldn't have to be losers. I mean, I'm talking about me here. I'm not talking about you. We get whatever we want, whenever we want it right now. It's all instantaneous. But life isn't instantaneous. Life is in time, and things happen in time. The fact that you can have it all right now from the world, that's a lie. All the readings this evening mark out all the things that God has done in time, which he could have done in an instant, but he didn't. He created the world in a certain amount of time. He let Israel wander in the desert a certain amount of time. Jesus fasted for a period of time. He hung on the cross for three hours. He was in the tomb for three days. God has used time as an instrument, and he's using it to save us. To rebel against time is to rebel against what life truly is. Once again, we love time when it's advantage to us. We hate it when it puts demands on us. Maybe time is going too fast in your life right now. Maybe it's going way too slow. No matter what it is, 
God works in time. And what seems to most people is that God works much too slow. God doesn't seem to fix my problems quick enough. When something goes wrong in some way in our lives, we go crazy, we freak out, we lose our minds. Instead of patiently seeing what will actually happen. I don't know if I told you this story before or not, but it bears repeating. There was a, I think it's an old Eastern kind of parable. And there was a guy, right, and he had this horse. And the horse ran off. And the people of the town commiserated the man. They're like, oh my gosh, you lost your horse. And he's like, well, what seems like a curse could be a blessing. Three days later, the horse returns with three other wild horses. And everybody's like, wow, this is awesome. And he's like, well, what seems like a blessing could be a curse. Two days later, his son is trying to break one of the wild horses, gets bucked off and breaks both of his legs. The town people all gather around. They're like, what a tragedy. And he says, well, what seems like a tragedy could be a blessing. Five days later, war breaks out in the country and the generals show up at his front door to take his oldest son, but his son has two broken legs. And the people of the town, these people don't have a life, these people in the town (laughs) come up and they say, wow, what a blessing. And he says, what might be a blessing might be a curse. And on and on and on. We only see in this narrow tunnel vision of our own lives God is working in eternity trying to save the world. That takes time. Even for the infinite almighty, because he's got to deal with all of us. You try to deal with your kids for crying out loud. Imagine seven billion spoiled brats trying to get them to do the same thing. Give him a break. Takes time. We lose our patience far too fast. We just can't imagine that the evil that we are suffering, maybe something good could come from it. We're too wrapped up in how we see time. We don't see it as God sees it. Time is something we have now. But we won't have it forever. We will have eternity. When we look at the world in this way, it changes everything. When we stop to look at life without time and what that will be like, we see life with the veil removed. No matter what, we are not meant for time. We are meant for eternity. And we must use our time properly because it will be over much sooner than we think. What God is constantly trying to teach us when it comes to time is one of the most hated virtues in the church. Patience. It's something we're so terrible at. We are stuck in an age, as I said, where everything just happens in this instant. And very often, when we're stuck having to wait for anything, we can't handle it. I mean, the Jews had to wait 430 years for salvation. We can't make 50 minutes to get outside the doors of Mass. Jesus waited 30 years before he just did three years of public ministry. Three years. The reality is, is that time and patience purify us. They purify our motives, our desires, and our relationships. 
God is trying to purify and treat us like his children with the time that he gave us. St. Peter says, God's patience is directed towards your salvation. Whatever sorrows or pains we have, I am telling you, my friends, in eternity, if we get to the right side, they will, we will look back and they will seem like an instant. And from eternity, we will see them as beautiful because they were leading us to God. Therefore, with what very little time we have, use it for the way God planned you to live. At some point, there will be no tomorrow. The time is now, not later. It's now. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to change. It's now that God wants to tap into your lives. God has done the heavy lifting of this saving work through the passion, death, and resurrection of his son. There is no more waiting. We don't have to wait for anything else. Jesus has come, has died, and has risen. It's now that God wants us to be saints. We have all the means of salvation at our fingertips. It will take time. But we've got to start now. There is not going to be some new novel way in the future that will make things easier. There is not going to be another redeemer. The resurrection has happened. We don't need to wait for anything anymore. There is a real sense of urgency. And God wants us to be saints. And the time is now.